This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. I'm Terry Stuck, host of Beauty Now, a weekly podcast that brings you the latest in all things beauty. We've had shows on lifts, lasers, lipo, breast dogs, tummy tucks, keeping your skin young, weight loss, lash and hair extensions with many, many famous experts. Today we have Dr. Stephen Stuck, a Stanford-trained, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon. Welcome, Dr. Stuck. Thank you. Today you're going to tell us about the 2020 facelift. And that's actually a facelift that's combined with, the. is it called the repair laser? Yeah, it is. It's a full facelift, and I combine that with the uh, Fraxel Repair laser, which is a fractional CO2 laser. What are the benefits of doing the laser with the facelift? Well, I think the benefit is is that the two procedures, uh, Fraxel laser resurfacing and facelifts, are really completely different procedures, and they treat different things. Uh, the facelift treats the jawline, creates youthful structures to the face, gets rid of the bands of the neck and hanging skin. However, it doesn't really do anything for the actual skin quality, whereas a laser makes the skin look more youthful, it uh, gets rid of photo damage, and most people who need a facelift also need to have their uh, facial skin rejuvenated. So if you can do on both at the same time, you're going to get a youthful face with youthful structures and youthful skin. I don't know why people haven't thought of this before. I mean, going in just for the laser procedure alone is is pretty you know, time consuming. Well, we have people have we have thought of it before. The difficulty is that um, when you do, historically speaking, when you do a whole facelift, we have limited the laser to only the mouth area and only the forehead and nose area. And the reason for that is that the lasers that we used before surgically have been too harsh to treat the face that you've actually lifted during a facelift, which is the neck and uh, cheek skin. So with the advent of fractional lasers like the CO2 laser, we've been able to treat that skin less harshly, and now we can treat the entirety of the face as opposed to only isolated areas. So you're saying that this laser is completely different than the old lasers that they were using? Uh, it is, it's similar but different. It's the same technology in that it's a CO2 laser, and what's nice about that is CO2 lasers are kind of the gold standard because they do deliver. A CO2 laser is not a no-downtime laser. It's a laser that actually does treat the skin so that you get predictable results. Uh, the difference is that the laser energy is provided fractionally, and to make that uh, just a kind of a short explanation of that is we treat 20% of the skin surface as opposed to 100% of the skin surface with this laser. Well, let's start actually asking about the facelift. Do you do the facelift first and the laser second or vice versa? I, uh, in surgery, I do the facelift first. I like to do that because um, when we've treated the laser, when we use the laser to treat the skin, the skin has been burnt, it's swollen, it's a little bit traumatized. So I like to set the foundation first by doing the facelift so that I have the neckline how I want it, the jawline is created the way that we want it, all the deep structures are dealt with first, and then we can come in secondarily and go over the skin with the laser once we've set our foundation. So basically you're saying a woman's going to come into you and she'll be having saggy skin but also sun-damaged skin. That's correct. And she could correct both of those by doing the 2020 facelift. That's right. So tell our listeners, for the ones who haven't listened to the facelift show, there is another show on facelifts, but let's talk about that really quick. 
What, what is, how is a facelift done? A woman comes into you for a consultation. How do you proceed? Well, I think that, well, when I see the patient, what I like to do is determine what they actually want to achieve. It's funny, with everyone uh, having so much information available to them, I would say 25% of patients who come in come in with an idea of what treatment they want as opposed to what they actually want to correct. And sometimes people will have, you know, a lot of fat of their neck and hanging neck skin and will say they want a laser when a facelift is actually what treats that. So first thing I like to do is determine what they want to achieve. And if the patient wants to get rid of, say, the turkey bands of the neck, which a lot of people describe in the two lines that go down the middle of the neck, if people point at their jowl and say, I really want to lift this jowl, um, or say they want to make their cheeks more full, those three things are deep issues, and those are only going to be treated by a facelift. There are not lasers that are aggressive enough to elevate someone's jowl or uh, make their neck uh, more youthful looking. So if that's their complaint, then I think the facelift is the way to go. So basically, though, you're you're saying, is this different procedures, though? The lady comes in and she wants just her neck to be corrected, then you do the neck. Where are the scars for the neck lift? Well, if you're doing an isolated neck lift, the scars are mainly hidden behind the ear. Uh, you don't really need to go in front of the ear to do an isolated neck lift. And patients like that idea because they don't want to have the incision up front. You do all the work behind uh, the neck and a small incision under the chin. And through those two incisions, you're able to create a neck a youthful foundation with uh, retightening the muscles of the neck and then remove some skin of the neck area to tighten the skin over the top of that. But that doesn't correct the cheeks? No, to get to the cheeks, you always need to have some skin removal over the area that you want to treat, and you need to get underneath the area that you want to cheat uh, treat to elevate the uh, the jowl. So if it's the jowl, you need to make an incision in front of the ear, go under the skin to find the smaz, which is the deep muscular structure that contains the jowl, and then you elevate the smaz, which elevates the jowl, and then you redrape the skin over that. And then the eyes, the saggy eyes. And then when you get to the eyes, there are really two decisions to make. One decision is, is the area of need only the eyes or do the brows uh, kind of add to the problem? If the brows are below the orbital bone, which most people can just feel their eyebrow and the bone, and if their eyebrows lay on or below the bone, then they should probably have some type of brow elevation to get a better result. And then we just remove some skin of the eyelids to rejuvenate the eyelids. And when you say some type of brow rejuvenation, do you mean the endoscopic procedure, which could you explain that for our listeners? Well, there are, again, there are a variety of uh, treatments there also. I think you need to look at each patient. That's the beauty of plastic surgery. Every patient's different. You don't do the same procedure to every patient for sure. So what I look for in the brows is I look at the height of the hairline. I look at the level of uh, brow droopage, and I look at the number of lines in the brow. If the patient has a high hairline, um, an endoscopic brow lift may not be the best choice because it can aggravate that by further elevating the brow. And a hairline-type procedure might be a good idea where we make the incision right at the hairline. The benefit of that is we can actually remove some of the forehead skin so that their hairline is lowered, and we've treated two things. We've raised their eyebrows, we've lowered their hairline, and we've rejuvenated their brows. If the hairline's normal and they just have some early brow droopage, I just do a standard endoscopic brow lift and make a few small incisions and elevate the brow that way. And that is... For our listeners, that's with the camera, right? You go in with the little camera, and then it, then your scars aren't so big like the, the way that they used to do it? 
yeah, that's with the camera, and usually three small incisions. I think the benefits of that are that, A, there isn't the big incision, which means less areas of hair loss, less areas of scalp numbness. I think those are the two main advantages. Well, when you make that big incision, you cut some of the nerves of the forehead region. There's no way to avoid that. And after you do that, there are some pretty significant areas of scalp numbness, and there can be some areas of hair loss as well. So I like to do that endoscopic brow lift when I can. So then you do, after all this is done, you've done all this work, then you're going to go in with the laser. Can you do the laser on the neck? Uh, With the fractional CO2 laser, you can. Um, That machine, earlier I said we do 20% coverage. That's not completely what we do. In the areas where the skin needs more treatment and is more hardy, like around the mouth, we will treat it about 40% coverage and a higher energy. When we go down to the neck and the cheek, we do move it down to about a 20% coverage so that that more delicate skin can uh, go through the process, heal well, and be rejuvenated without concerns for healing problems. A lot of women complain about those lines around their lips, so you're saying this laser can really help that? Yeah, lip lines are probably one of the more difficult areas in plastic surgery, and that's another example of why you would want to combine the two procedures. A facelift isn't going to change lines around your mouth. If we pulled tight enough on a facelift to tighten the skin around your mouth, uh, you'd have a pretty strange-looking outcome. So we can't achieve mouth rejuvenation uh, by a facelift, so we can with lasers, and that's what I like to do there. So if a woman came in and she just only wanted the laser, she didn't have any sagging, what would she ask for? Um, well, usually then they're pointing at some fine lines. They're not, their chief complaint, I always look for what their chief complaint is. Their chief complaint is fine lines. They're not usually pointing at their neck saying, I want this hanging skin or their jowl, I want this lifted. They're just saying, I want my skin to glow more. I want to get rid of these lines. I feel like my skin's dull. Those patients, I would definitely choose a laser technology alone and do uh, probably a pretty significant fractal resurfacing of their face. And when you say the fractal resurfacing, there's two different types. Can you explain the two different types real quick? Uh, Yeah, the original fractal machine uh, is now called the Restore Fractal. It's a little bit lighter. It's a it's not as strong as the CO2 laser. So what it does is it, it still treats about 20 to 40% of the skin surface, but it kind of injures that skin and burns it. It doesn't vaporize it. So it's good for photo damage. It's good for fine lines. Uh, from the patient's perspective, the main benefit is the downtime is less. They come into the office, they're numbed topically with some creams for one hour, and uh, then we treat them. They go home. They're certainly a little bit puffy and red, but uh, they can do a lot of things if they want to. Uh, the repair laser, the stronger laser, is a CO2 laser, so it's actually burning that skin and vaporizing it. Advantage of that is it really does shrink the skin probably a little better at treating lines than the repair. I mean, Restore Restore is probably better at photo damage, shining your skin, treating really fine lines. If the patient really wants to shrink the skin, they're probably better off going with the repair, uh, which does have about a five-day healing period associated with it that is better at treating the lines. So repair is more downtime. We're going to need to take a commercial break. Thank our sponsors. We're going to be right back with Dr. Stephen Stuck. Thank you, Dr. Stuck. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Carrie with Words to Mouth an author interview talk show where readers meet authors beyond the printed page and win free books. Come join me each week as I speak with authors about their lives and the books they write. That's words to mouth at personallifemedia.com. 
I'm Carrie Stuck. We're talking with Dr. Steven Stuck today. He's talking about the 2020 facelift, a facelift combined with a laser. Welcome back, Dr. Stuck. Thank you. So today, I'm, I almost hear every single day from women calling me up, in fact, just yesterday, what's this lifestyle lift? What's this other lift? What is, you know, you see so many different, let's just call them gimmicks or um, facelifts with no downtime. Tell us about that. Well, I, I think you're right myself. I've had, I usually have at least a couple patients a day ask me about something like that that they've seen in the media and are interested in. I think it's easy to get people interested in something that uh, has no incisions, uh, no scarring, no healing time, no burning. And um, it's like everything. You can't truly get something for nothing. I think those procedures are probably designed for people who really don't need much of anything anyway. Um, you need to have to lift skin, you need to have an incision, you need to have some work on underlying structures, and you need to remove some skin. Um, the funny thing is, is really when you compare the downtime of a definitive procedure to that of kind of a half measure, the healing time really isn't that much longer. So I think it's more of just attracting patients with this idea of I can do a facelift without an incision, I can do a facelift without the healing time, when really if they did a definitive procedure, they'd get something that lasts on the line of 8 to 10 years and truly rejuvenated them, still leaving them looking natural, uh, as opposed to something that would last about a year and not be very definitive. Well, that's actually what I've, I've heard, too, from other doctors is that it just doesn't last. So you're spending... You're spending just about almost about half of a facelift, or or do you know the cost of that? You know, I don't know the cost exactly, but um, I think that it probably is half. Sometimes it might even be more than that because we have, as plastic surgeons, we have a variety of things that we can offer that can actually be competitive to that. If someone truly wants and needs a mini facelift, we can do a mini facelift on them. We don't. Not every patient needs a definitive CO2 laser laser facelift. Um, you know, two weeks of healing time. Some people do need a mini facelift, and uh, a board-certified trained plastic surgeon can do a mini facelift, which is probably closer in cost and still a definitive procedure um, without going to those types of procedures. I have to say, I've seen results on some of the patients that it's amazing to see the laser combined with the facelift because of your skin texture and would you say a lot of patients come in and they just have their, their face done, but they don't do any injections or lasers, and then their skin quality still needs to be fixed? Yeah, so I think I think that's the benefit all. We have a lot of things to offer, um, and I think that's a nice thing about going to a doctor who is trained in all things is that they can offer you one of those things. They're not trying to put uh, you know the square peg into the round hole. If the patient needs a... Uh, laser, they're going to do a laser for you. If the patient needs a facelift, they're going to do a facelift for you. Um, someone who can offer all the different technologies, I think, is most motivated to help the patient choose the right treatment for them. So when they do the um, laser with the facelift, what is the recovery time? Uh, the recovery time actually is probably that of a standard facelift. I think that's a fair uh, statement. A facelift usually has a two-week healing period. Um, the laser actually heals much faster than that. So that's, I think, is kind of the beauty of the procedure is is we're doing a procedure that has a two-week downtime. The, the downtime is really not changed by adding the laser to it because it's still a two-week healing process. Um, no doubt for the first four or five days of the facelift, they certainly look a little more swollen and puffy and, you know, treated. However, by the end of the two-week time period when they're ready to go back to work and ready to do their things, um, the, the 2020 facelift, laser facelift patients actually look the same as the uh, standard facelift patients. 
A lot of women also ask me about lasers in the sense that if they have darker skin or if they have skin that they're afraid that it would leave little white spots or dark spots or burns. What's your answer for that? Um, I think there that's another advantage of the fractional treatments like the repair laser. Um, If you have the rule with lasers is the lighter the skin, the lighter the eye color, the more aggressive you can be with the laser and the less likely you are to have pigmentary problems. As you move into darker skin, darker eye color, you definitely run more risks of either post-reactive hyperpigmentation where they get darker, which usually does resolve, or white areas of the skin which are lighter than the surrounding areas. Uh, The fractional nature of this allows us to say, okay, we have a fair skin patient here. Let's keep the energy up high. Let's treat them aggressively. They don't have those risks. Whereas if someone has darker skin, you can turn both the power down and the fraction of the skin that you're treating down so that you decrease your risk of complications. What can African-American women do for their skin? I I think that's a tougher area. Um, I think you could do, I would say in that group, I would probably stay more towards a restore type laser. I think that, um, which is the non-burning type of Fraxel laser, it still delivers. It delivers consistently and usually can meet the needs of those types of patients. I think even with a light um, repair or a light fractional CO2 type laser, you would run some risks there that you may not want to take on. And then in that case, if the patient really, really wanted it, would you do a test patch or? You can definitely do that. You can test areas behind the ear. You can test different areas to see. Uh, But with that type of laser, I wouldn't be too worried with the restore type laser. I think um, they would do fine. So the repair is the one that you can do kind of like the lunchtime, and the restore is the more heavy-duty one, about five to seven days downtime? Yeah, they're reversed to that. So it's the restore. Okay. Restore is lighter. I think of it that restore, you're just trying to restore something. You're trying to make it look a little better. Whereas with repair, you're getting in there and you're really trying to fix something. So I always get those two confused, too. That's how I Okay, so the restore is the one, the lunchtime, and the repair is the more heavy-duty one. Right. And the repair you can actually have if you're not even having any other surgery. You can do that in the office as well, right? That's right. So what are the costs of the repair and the restore? Um, usually with with the restore, I would say you're usually looking at about a thousand dollars per treatment. It usually takes a series of three to four. Um, those can be done about two weeks apart. So benefit, um, no downtime can, you really don't need to miss work. You have a day of puffiness and swelling, but uh, most of that can be covered with the repair. You're usually looking at four to $5,000. You're usually looking at, um, about five days off work. So if you really analyze the cost, the repair is only maybe $1,500 more because with the other one, you need to do a series of four treatments with the Restore. However, a lot of Restore patients are kind of younger, really don't have that much photo damage. Many patients can get a lot of benefit from a Restore doing one or two treatments, which is only a couple thousand dollars. And a lot of them will then want to maybe maintain that with one treatment once every year or two. So I have a lot of patients who really don't have much going on with their skin, just want to keep it looking youthful, and they'll do one or two restore repairs in the office, and then they'll continue to follow that up once every year or two. Well, we just have a couple more minutes. Let's just go back to the 2020 facelift. So that, is there anything else that you can tell us about it? Uh, I think that we kind of went over the main things. We're dealing with healthy skin over the top of a healthy foundation. We're doing them at the same time. It's pretty hard to get someone to go through a two-week healing period for a facelift and then a month later say, okay, come back in, and now we're going to laser your face, and you're going to have another 10-day healing period. 
I also, that's a good point. I mean, because you do see women like that, that that need the injections and all that kind of stuff, and you might as well do it at the same time. Yeah, and it can be done. We've documented that it's safely performed. Uh, we've got the energy set so that we can safely laser the skin without having healing problems. I think another thing that patients think about a lot is... Um, I think the trend is more towards people wanting to look natural. People come in, they say, I don't want to look funny. I don't want to look like so-and-so in the tabloids. And actually, sometimes the more different treatments that you do, if you add laser to the procedure, then you don't need to pull as tight on the skin because you're rejuvenating the skin with the laser. So your hand isn't forced to being as aggressive with the skin tightening because you know the laser is going to do it. So in some ways, it's kind of funny that what ha- what it seems like a more aggressive procedure can actually yield a more natural result because you're using the technologies that kind of add to each other as opposed to forcing one of them to work harder than it should. Well, and I love that because, I mean, I've quoted you on many shows that, you know, you say you can always go back in and take out more skin, but you can't, you know, you can't do it when you can't put it back in. No, that's correct. Because that is kind of the fear of most people that they don't want to look freaky or look like they've had surgery. They want to look rested. Yeah, that's right. And patients, the patients see it and, and they're very happy with it. Well, I've seen the results and it's pretty amazing. So it's called the 2020 facelift, pretty much a laser combined with the facelift. And a lot of doctors are not doing this yet. Oh, I think that there are doctors who are doing it. I think that there, we're going to have more information in the scientific literature about it that will even add to it. But I think it's something that the fraction, the fractional CO2 lasers have only been out for about two years now. So this is an area that's kind of a new area, but I think there's significant data now to support its use. And what about, can you use it on the chest skin? I use it on the chest skin, yeah. There's a different mode that you can change to that's even lighter. And um, that's an area where obviously we don't do surgical procedures really to rejuvenate the skin. So um, you can continue to change your density, which is the number of impulses and your power to treat the chest skin. Chest skin often has more photo damage than actual lines. So, you know, you can pick a t- set the settings so you're treating more photo damage. You know, or if they do have lines, you can change the settings to treat the lines. And do you use the restore for that or the repair? It depends. If I'm doing a facelift procedure with the 2020 facelift, I'll need to treat the chest at the same time because we're already there and we're already going to have the healing time. If I'm looking at it as an office-based procedure, um, often I'll use the restore there because that's usually, like I said, a photo damage area. When you're thinking restore, you're usually thinking photo damage and fine lines. What about hands? Real quick, we only have a couple more minutes. Hands, I think you'd go with the restore for sure. The, I, the CO2 nature machines are a little bit strong for the hands. You could do it, but you'd have to turn the energy down so far that you would actually be doing the same thing as you'd be doing with the repair anyway, with the restore anyway. And a lot of women complain about their arm skin. What can they do for that? Um, arm skin, you'd probably go with a more of a restore type technology or a thermage type technology, something to kind of tone the skin that you can treat large areas of the surface. There are some new things that uh, they're working on at Thermage to try and tone the skin up a little bit more in that area also. And there's the new fat laser, right, for Thermage. Is that out yet? Is that coming out? Well, that's it. Those are, you know, I think you're going to see some new growth in those areas. You're going to see some growth in all kinds of lasers to treat fat, um, to tone skin over the top of skin that's had its fat treated. And uh, that'll probably be the next area. The no-downtime lasers have kind of dominated our field for the last four or five years, I'd say, as far as new interest. And I have a feeling in the next four or five years we'll see a lot of stuff with the treatment of fat using lasers. 
But you're not talking liposuction. You're talking about they, they're actually saying that they could melt fat with a laser without doing uh, there's data, work? There is data to show that, and that's what they're working on. Some of that stuff is in the very early phases. But so I we'll think be looking that forward it will to that. Soon. We'll be looking forward to that, and we'll do another show on that. Okay. So in closing, what's your last advice for anybody looking for this type of procedure? Well, I think I would say in closing, the main thing is to think about as a patient what you want to treat first and then meet with the physician, determine what type of treatment would best beat your needs. And it may be a laser. It may be just simple office injections. It may be a lighter laser or the 2020 facelift. But I think uh, if you know what you want to work on and have formalized a plan, a good, well-trained surgeon can help you achieve that. And again, I always recommend going to a board-certified plastic surgeon for facelifts and body work and all that kind of stuff, but there's great derms out there that do great laser work. And just make sure you do your research on your doctors. I agree with that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Strzok. We'll have you back to talk about all the other great new exciting lasers that are out there. And if anybody would like a transcript of today's show, just go to personallifemedia.com and we're going to link you up with Dr. Strzok's website from our website so you can get a hold of him if you want to go in there and, and get a consultation or if you have any other questions. If you'd like a transcript, go to personallifemedia.com. And if you have any questions, email me at teri at personallifemedia.com. Thanks again for being with us today and we'll look forward to having you back. All right. Thanks for having me. Saw you shopping at the North Star Mall. I hardly recognize you at all. It wasn't until I heard you say hello. I realized you were a girl I know. You look completely different than you did in 91. A total transformation. Come on, admit it. You had a little work done. Had a little work done. Holy cow. It don't matter. Wow, look at you now. For some fun I kind of like it since you had a little work done Remember back in school we were drunken with kids And I pretended that you didn't exist You were a cute thing but you couldn't be The trophy girl I wanted hanging with me Gone from plain white bread to a honey bun. I think I'd like to have a taste now. Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy smoke. I noticed you, a damn near joke. I think that we should get together for some fun. I think I want you now, you had a little work done. Had a little work done. All around the town In your red convertible With the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow Cause you're looking mighty sweet I never fantasized before 
that you would be the one. Now you're in my night and day dream. You're sure amazing since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy cow. It don't matter, wow, look at you now. How'd you like to get together for some fun? I kind of like you since you had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Had a little work done. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.